Does a new quarterback in Denver mean new players to start? Does a new team for Kristen Michael mean a new opportunity for players to exploit? And does a relatively new player in Football Guys third place owner Adam Hudson mean that you only need one team to win $300,000? I'm Eric Balkman, and Dave Gerzak and I will be answering all those questions in the next 60 minutes. Your high stakes fantasy football hour starts now. You want to see my girl? I ain't that dumb. You want to see my girl? Check Maxim. Man, why does every black actor got to rap some? I don't know. All I know is I'm the best one. It's a combine. Turn the lights out. I'm burning everything you motherfuckers talk about. It's a combine. Turn the lights out. I'm burning everything you motherfuckers talk about. You know these rapper dudes talk, talk, start killing. That got boomed like an arch villain. Broadcast live and heard around the world. You are now listening to the most entertaining hour of radio on the planet. It's the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com with your hosts, Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. The High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour is your home for football analysis from the best fantasy players in the world. And now, because no one else was available, here are Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. Oh my cousin, now he can't even think straight. Black and white music, now that's a mixtape. Thanks a lot, Rob. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this November 20th episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com, live from the Gatorade Studios. Support for the show is also provided in part by Zephyr Hats. Since 1993, Zephyr Hats has been the home of original snapbacks and authentic fitteds. Zephyr Hats has the most recognized and unique college hats and is the official hat of hockey, from the Pee Wees to the NHL. Check out all the hats at Zephyr Hats and be different at ZHats.com. Greetings, salutations, and welcome to all the Balkaholics and Gerzak and Addicts tuning in tonight. I'm your slightly above average host, Eric Balkman. My co-host is, as always, the Dizzle, Dave Gerzak. We'll be talking uh, tonight about the collateral damage that Mark Sanchez will have on you or your opponent uh, this week. The repercussions of starting both Matt Forte and Jeremy Langford this week and going forward. And what the actual dynasty value is of Thomas Rawls. Plus... Adam Hudson, who is in third place in the Football Guys Players Championship with his only team in the competition, joins us to talk about Doug Martin, to talk about carrying five quarterbacks, and how he's managed his team nearly all the way to the top. Shout out to the chat room right now. We have uh, the Prognosticator joining us tonight, Nine Route, uh, Henry Mudo, and uh, others in there. I want to thank you guys for coming in. Uh, if you want to connect with us on Twitter, you can do so at HSFFOR, at Eric Balkman, and at David Gerzek. Facebook.com slash the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour is where you can uh, connect with us there. And if you want to chime in and talk with us tonight, give us a call. 347-426-3682. That's 347-GAME-OVA. You can also email the show at the FedEx inbox at highstakesfantasyfootball at gmail.com. If you have any questions for me, for Dave, for Adam, or anybody else who may or may not be coming on the show tonight, get them in now. And uh, Rob, our producer, mutual friend, and our audio engineer, Bryce, will get those questions to us in the fantasy feedback segment coming up in the uh, bottom half of the show. Uh, Dave, this is our last show before Thanksgiving. Hard to believe we're this deep in the fantasy season already. It's really flown by, Balky. It does every year, it seems like. But, I mean, this year, it just and I don't know if it's because I, I, I feel like I'm more regimented with you know, getting out the FFPC email every week. I'm, I'm doing a lot of the updates on it. It just, it's, it seems almost like formulaic for me at this point. I'm like kind of forgetting. Kind of like, like the show is formulaic. It's not formulaic, but yeah. there's a certain expectation that our listeners have. I feel very well rested. I've taken all these vacations and had time off. It's great. <laughs> so you're ready for the stretch. Right? I could go for a whole another year. Like, oh wait, we do this every week. We do it every week. And why, I was, why I was, is, we don't have an off season really. Huh? No, there is no off season. Um, although oh, don't, that's patented by Dynasty League Football, by the way. One could make the argument that our entire season Trademark. is the off season on this show. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Do you? Um, we're doing a show next Friday, correct? We should get that out there now. Uh, you know, we haven't talked about that. We haven't. So I'm talking to you about it on the air. Well, do you want to do one? I'll do one. All right, I'll do one. All right, we just. Uh, no one's doing anything. Everyone does. No one's doing anything Friday night. They're just hanging right. out. They're all. They're going to have their. Their belts unbuckled. They're still going to be like five pounds fatter from Turkey Day. Sick of hanging out with family all day Thursday. And then we'll have a lot to talk about. We'll have three games to talk about. Yeah. So that'll that'll be great. Yeah. Okay. So let's do a show. Same bad time, same bad channel. It is a date. And hopefully we can get a guest on um, Friday night, too. I know it's always dicey when it comes to uh, holiday weekend shows, but we'll do our best. That's a joke. What are people doing? No one's doing it. They're not going. Do people hunt? No one hunts in the South. So call. Yeah. We're not even going to bring up deer hunting. Although I did get an email today from. 
a friend of the show, Aaron Berg, oh, yeah. who uh, asked me if I was going to be shooting a deer this weekend. <laughs> I normally do go up um, with my friends deer hunting. I just hang out for the, uh, you know, the enjoyment of, you know, when those guys get back from hunting and we'll hit up a few taverns uh, and you have a never hunt. good time. I don't hunt. Everybody else hunts. Oh, really? So you don't hunt? Anymore? I just, I hang out and watch college football while they're out That's hunting. Pretty, yeah. And then they come back in. I'm like, all right, let's Hey, Dorks, how was it? Yeah. I didn't see anything. It's going to the tavern. Um, so he uh, he asked me that. Uh, we also um, should remind everybody that uh, you want to play the FFPC DFS Championship. Stop uh, looking at my lineup. I'm not looking at it. I'm sorry. Um, on FanDuel, a lot of you emailed me and said, Balky, the link's not working. Fix your link. Blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm happy to say that our good friends at FanDuel have taken care of that. That was all Jake Silver's fault, by the way. You can oh, uh, probably mute that. Um <laughs> That's so, how long it took the show to load, by the way. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, so anyway, that, that link is live. You can uh, go to your My Teams page at myffpc.com. The link is there. You can play. Uh, there's uh, already the better part of 100 people signed up. Uh, we have not filled that competition yet, so it's been an incredible ROI for everybody participating. I encourage you to compete against Dave and I in that contest this week. $1,000 goes first place. It pays down, I don't even know how many spots, 100? Does that seem right? In the big one? No, in the FFPC. 121, I think. Okay, so it pays down 121 spots. You can... I'm doing it this week. I'm doing like a bunch of teams this week. You know, Alex, Alex placed last week. Yeah. I've yeah. never placed. Yeah, our very own prognosticator will be in the Week 12 final next week with 25 grand in prizes. I, you know, admittedly, he's much better at this than I am. No question. I, there is there is <laughs> yeah. no question. Um, you know, and then tw- he never, I, you know, he never gives me, a, you know. Give me like a sleeper, dude. I mean, I don't need the whole lineup. Give me like a couple of guys. Can I, can I tell you one? Aaron Aaron said that because I told Rogers? No, Aaron Berg said he's like, you need to qualify because he already qualified for this too as well. He's in the week 12 final. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you need to qualify. And Everyone's like, getting in. Yeah. I, Dodds I, is in. I know. This is yeah, David Dodds is in. Um, Rob Vieira, a good friend of the show, mm-hmm. is also in. Uh, he's, and he's more your friend. I'm I don't forgetting. Really like him. No, you, you guys like each other. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of there's somebody else that that has been on the show that's in. I can't think of it right now. Anyway, uh, Aaron said, uh, do a Case Keenum, Greg Zerline stack to try to win it. (laughs) That's a stack. Yeah. And I said, you know, it'll happen. Uh, Gurley will get hurt. Mason will come in, rush for three touchdowns and Zerline will miss two of the extra points. Probably. So play that at uh, fanduel.com. Also last week's guest, Jared Grugit, one of our guests last week, uh, emailed me after the show, apologizing that he wanted to get his friends' names on the show. You know, he was talking about all his co-owners in, in the FFPC for their teams. Yep. And he wanted me to read their names. So too, I will too bad. give a shout-out to nope. Kurt Vaughn, Rod Schultz, Steve Shout, Anthony Smith, and Greg Peterman, uh, all uh, playing with uh, Jared Grugit this year, trying to win $300,000 in the FFPC main event. So. Nice. There you go. Uh, Football Guys, Roto World, and Rob were responsible for t- uh, tonight's rundown. Let's get to it. Titans, Jaguars. What You know, with apologies for something politically incorrect I'm about to say, what an abortion of a game that was, that was last wrong. night. Oh, that's just terrible. And you, did you watch, so you watched, you saw I, the uniforms? The, the yeah, that was Colonel, terrible, Colonel too. Colonel Mustard with the lead pipe in the stadium. Yeah, that, that was really bad. Did you see, um, again, random shots? I'll bring up Joe Bryant's thing from Football Guys. And as usual, I will say. It's you very, didn't see it. It's very well done, but no, I did not see it. So they had. too much content. I can't, sorry, Joe, I can't go through all the content. It's It's okay. But so they, they had the, the last week's game, the Jets and Bills, um, green versus red. They had what a, somebody posted on Twitter what it would look like if a person who had green-red color blindness was watching. It was a video of the, the fumble return for a touchdown for Buffalo. I didn't even, I mean, like, I had no idea what was going on. I felt so bad. But the uniforms last night were really bad. Not as bad as the play, except for one guy in the Jaguars, Allen Robinson, Dave. Five catches, 113 yards, the bet that two Packer made in my stead on this show before the season started, that Robinson would finish as a top 12 receiver looking better, better and better every single day. I don't know, but I know he's in the top 10. Is he really? Both he and Hearns were top 12 receivers, believe it or not. That's fantastic. Before last night, I think Hearns fell off because he had three for 19 last night. Well, great. I will, you know, not to toot our own horns, but we did like Allen Robinson quite a bit coming into the draft. And well, Well, you did coming into the draft, coming into the draft. And then after he was drafted and so I made the bet because it's just, you know, using just natural odds, that right. that's just kind of a, a silly bet to make. But I thought a second-year breakout was definitely possible. But this is uh, even better than I suspected. Is he a must-start the rest of the way? I yeah, mean, I think he's always been a must-start. We're all season, season really? Yeah, I think so. I, you know, it's funny because I'm I'm so behind on podcasts and I'm listening to what these with these podcast hosts are saying early in the season. Why I are you listening to football I, podcasts from like 
12 weeks. I just, I don't, I feel like if I skip a bunch, I'm going to miss out on the joke. I have a lot of other good podcasts that are non-football related that you should be watching. I don't have the time. I, 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 listen. Yes, you should, because those other ones suck. No, they don't suck. They are our peers in the industry. I know the ones the that industry. you're talking about. You don't know all of them. There's some really, really good ones. I'm sure. And some terrible ones. <laughs> uh, speaking of terrible ones, David Cobb, four carries, negative three yards last night. Are you ready to just dump him? Is I he mean, a must start? He's definitely not a must start. Is he a must cut at this point? No, you got to give him a little more time. I mean, Antonio Andrews looked pretty good last night. No, I mean, but yeah, I mean, you keep him around for another week, whatever. Okay. So just this was just a, a feet wet. If he's the last guy in your roster and you need someone, sure, cut him. But yeah. Okay. So you're giving him another week. What would you I don't do? Really, I don't really own him anymore. So. What would you do if you owned him in Dynasty? I'd probably just keep him. Just I mean, a, I a hold. Him. I've been cutting Sankey, so we were totally wrong on that one. Speaking since we were talking about Oh, oh we. I was wrong on Sankey. Right. It's been terrible. Don't lump me on that <laughs> that that <laughs> sinking ship of Bishop Sankey. That's true. Um, speaking of uh, you know mistaken calls, uh, Monte Ball's former backup, Ronnie Hillman. <laughs> Oh, the and the gloves are off. <laughs> just like you know, just back Your and forth boy, tonight. He's still my boy. I, you know what? I'll, I'll, I, people call me crazy. I would pick him up right now. Just, just see what see what happens. He's better New, than Kristen Michael. New England, New England. We're going to get to Kristen Michael in a little bit. Uh, Ronnie Hillman remaining the starter in Denver, according to the Denver Pros, uh, Denver Post, Troy Rank. Uh, C.J. Anderson also going to get some time there. If you own both these guys, and this is you know sort of like a worst case scenario, you want one of them to be the lead guy, and now it looks like both of them are going to sort of take away from each other's production. Yeah. What are you doing if you own both? Are you I'm, just playing I'm, Hillman and sitting Anderson? If I had to play one of them, I'd play Hillman, but I'd be looking other directions. The thing is with Manny out now, though, there's you, it's now now you're into the the nether. You just don't, you don't know what's going on. Yeah, you know it's like. It could be awesome for the running game. I mean, Manning was so terrible. Manning was, like, worse than a replacement-level quarterback. He's, like, Gabbert-type quality so far this year. But, you know, according to his stats, they were terrible. So, Hillman could be decent. Yeah. C.J. Anderson could emerge. I doubt it. But I would say Hillman, you know, he's looked better. And I think that they will get it together. I think Osweiler's going to have a great game. You know who I think is going to have a great game? Who? Demarius Thomas. I agree with you. I'll tell you why. Uh, I think Osweiler is walking into a bit of a hornet's nest here. Offensive line play hasn't been that great. Running game has not been that great. Emmanuel Sanders questionable. They bring in Vernon Davis because they're clearly not happy with what Owen Daniels is doing, and then they're proceeding to give Vernon Davis the Jimmy Graham treatment in Seattle. Mm-hmm. I think Demarius Thomas is the one reliable target, and we've seen it before where these guys come in, these quarterbacks, that simply are not like top ten talents at the position, and they come in and they pepper one guy um, and they're focused on giving him as many targets as he can handle. Demarius Thomas get 20 targets this weekend. He could get a lot. I mean, and, and let's just say this, too. I, Osweiler, it's, again, he's kind of an unknown, but he's looked really good in preseason. He's a fairly pedigreed player. He's been waiting for a long time. So if he is, I, you know, it's not like he's like a Case Keenum-type caliber of player. He could be awesome this week. He could be he better. He could be just okay. You know, you don't know. Right. We, we don't know. I will tell you he will be better this week than Sam Bradford, who is out. Uh, PhiladelphiaEagles.com reports that Sam Bradford and Ryan Matthews actually both listed as out for uh, the game against the Buccaneers. Uh, Sanchez uh, getting the full week of practice with the uh, number ones. And uh, against Tampa Bay, he could actually be pretty good. He is starting for me in the Blake Carrington Dynasty League this week. That's not bad. You say, I like Sanchez this week. Yeah, they have so many players. Yeah, so many players. You know, it, they do. And he actually looked pretty good last year in you know limited action. Yeah, somewhat good. And yeah, you know, it's funny because it seemed like as he got more experience with the offense last year and more reps, he seemed to get worse. Yeah, I think you're right. I, and I don't know if that if that's just a complication of like because I, I everything I've always read about the Eagles' offense, the Chip Kelly, it's really easy. Yeah, I mean it's it's not it, it's a very simple offense to learn. So to me, it's weird that a guy like the more he gets into it and the more started, reps he gets, started thinking maybe maybe that's what it was. He just he instead of reacting, he was thinking. I don't I don't know what it was, but uh, skill position uh, players for the Eagles this week. I got an email from uh, a guy on Thursday. And it wasn't actually it wasn't an email, it was a Facebook message. Um, and he uh, said, you know, who do I start here? And I, I helped him out. And then I looked. He started Doriel Green Beckham over Jordan Matthews. Oh, that's unfortunate. And I'm like, what are you doing, man? He's like, Matthews did nothing last week. What are you doing with Matthews this week with Sanchez, at quarterback? you got to play him. Yeah, well, I mean, Sanchez loved Matthews last year. He actually, and back to your Osweiler example of Osweiler Demarius Thomas, 
Uh, Sanchez just peppered Matthews. Yeah, Matthews, great Matthews point. did that one week. It was like a 36-point week or whatever it was. Um, he went crazy. Yeah. So And he had some other really good weeks, too. So I, I think that... I think that a, a Sanchez Matthews tournament play is an interesting DFS kind of option. Little preview of the HSFFHFFPC DFS FCFDLA. <laughs> How about that, huh? That's a possibility. It only took me six weeks. Nice. We have our guest, uh, Adam Hudson, coming up just around the corner. want to make a final note of a guy that's been uh, bandied about in dynasty circles for many years, and uh, he has found a new home, according to the NFL Network's Ian Rappaport. The Washington football team has signed Kristen Michael to their practice squad yesterday. Uh, He's going to be behind Alfred Morris, Matt Jones, Chris Thompson in the pecking order. Dave, is there any league that you would roster Kristen Michael in right now? No, in Dynasty, you're cutting him. I mean, because when you're on the practice squad, what that effectively means is you are available to any team at any time if they want to put you on the active roster. Right. Which means you are worse than every other running back on every other roster in the entire NFL. Well, that's not... It is true. That's it. Now bring the guests on and shut up. All right. I will respectfully disagree (laughs) with the last statement that you made, but yes, I'm not rostering Michael anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get to to, uh, bringing in tonight's guest. Uh, He describes himself as pretty much a rookie in the FFPC, as he only started playing three years ago with his buddy. He was looking for something more than his normal football pool entries, and with any success, he could sell the trip to Vegas for the live draft to his wife without too much slack. And right now, that sales pitch to his wife is looking much easier with his team in third place overall in the Football Guys Players Championship. Please welcome into the show Adam Hudson. Welcome, Adam. How you doing, guys? Thanks for having me on. Well, it's uh, it's definitely our pleasure to uh, to have you on tonight. Uh, so the trip to Vegas didn't you weren't out in Vegas drafting this year, were you? No, 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 I wasn't. But uh, we figure if we can do quite if we can do well enough, we might be able to sell it and uh, make our way down there next year. Do you do, does your wife know how well this team is doing right now? Well, she might now that if she's listening. <laughs> I'm sure she's not listening. Listen, if there's one demographic no, no. We, we speak well to, it's wives of high stakes players. This is what they this yeah. is what they do on Friday nights. They just hang out and listen to our show. That's that's yeah. honestly that it's it's insane the amount of emails we get from women. All right. Anyway, oh, yeah? Adam, the personal yeah, no, ones or what? No, no, no. This, this is that's a complete lie. That's uh, we we've never got an email from a man. Um, Adam, we uh, we want to talk to you about fantasy football, but first, uh, tell us uh, tell us what you're doing for a living when you're not playing fantasy. Uh, you know what? Nothing, uh, nothing crazy, nothing overly exciting. Just a, uh, I, I kind of work in the uh, the corporate health and uh, retirement uh, world, uh, health and benefit plans. Um, but more, you know, actually in my spare time, in my, uh, I guess my uh, preseason time of uh, fantasy football, I'm, uh, I'm a, a pretty big golfer, so I uh, I play a bunch of golf in the summer and uh, actually heading to Vegas uh, starting tomorrow for a tournament. So looking, uh, oh, playing wow. with a bunch of buddies from my uh, my home course at uh, Whiteville there. That's awesome. What's, what's, what's your handicap? It uh, <laughs> depends on the time of the year, but I think it's about a five right now. Oh, that's nice. I don't even know if that's good. Is that good? Yeah. Five, five is good? Yeah. yeah, five is really good. Oh, okay. That, like, if par is 72, that means you're, like, you're shooting a 76, 77 in that range. Oh, really? Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, that's like very awesome. good. Yeah, if I'm lucky. Yeah. I mean, it ranges from day to day, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, believe me, yeah. <laughs> Dave and I are both fans of, like, playing golf, but not really competitively. I'm really good at mini golf. It, well, not, but no, but I mean, you and I have golfed a few times, and it's really all about having a good time and just chewing up the course for everybody else. Where those I guys? actually appreciate the beer cart myself, but you know. <laughs> hey Adam, I, you know this is funny that that you're on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm on the, I'm on the, I went to school at the University of Wisconsin Oshkosh, and I'm on this entrepreneurship committee, which is this whole other thing. But there was like an entrepreneurship presentation I was at last night, and the guy who won the presentation, he had a a, a concept called golf shots was the idea, and what it was, it was a three pack of plastic golf balls, and they all unscrewed, and you could put a shot inside of the golf ball. And the idea was that you could, you know, sneak it into your bag and take them on the course you'd sell them at Spencer Gifts or at Golf Galaxies. So what do you what do you think of that idea? <laughs> Solid. Ten bucks, right? Nine ninety five. What do you think, Balky? Nine ninety five. I'm 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 unclear on the concept. It's like a golf ball. It's like a fake and, golf and ball. You put, and, and it's like yeah. A, yeah, like little mini flasks of shots, and you put and you put them in your golf bag. Yeah, but what? You, you know, what? I'm more of a simpleton. You know what? Vodka in a water bottle works every time. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but these are novelty type items. I guess. You know, I'll tell you what. What? Do you, what, what I bet you you said the same thing about edible underwear. No, hold on. That stuff sells like crazy. Hold on. Hold on. I'll do my Shark Tank. What does it cost to make them, and what are you selling them for? 
what, what, yeah. What's your total call? How much have you made so far? Um, yeah. You know, what, what stores are you in? Are you retail or online? All right, Adam, we're going to talk fantasy now. Uh, congrats on your soul team in the FFPC. Thank you. Uh, so at what point did you look at this team and you're like, you know, this could, you know, this has potential. This could be a $300,000 team. You know what? It's, uh, you know, it's actually a pretty tough question. I think uh, we actually had a pretty, uh, you know, my buddy and I that entered the team together, uh, we, we, we kind of got off to a slow start, right? So when we take a look at our uh, our overall roster, we uh, I don't think it was really until about recently, I'd say like week eight, uh, when we really thought we had a chance because we, uh, you know, a bunch of our guys got off to a slow start. We've been taking a look at, you know, Miller, you know, Watkins has been injured. Even Martin got off to a slow start and even uh, Olsen started off slow, right? So, you know, we had the issues with uh, with Big Ben early on with him getting injured, so we lost a chunk of games out of him, and obviously that impact on uh, Antonio Brown was huge. And uh, so it really wasn't until basically our team kind of formulated in, I'd say, about week eight, you know, with uh, even with, uh, I'd say, DMC being uh, pegged as the uh, the starter in Dallas, that helps out significantly, obviously. And uh, I, I would say probably right around that time, you know, everybody came back. Ben came back from his injury, and... Uh, you know, obviously, we can see the uh, you know the point uh, point totals with uh, Brown increase, and from there, I think everything just kind of took off and really solidified the, our team and our depth. So, real quick follow up: What was your? I mean, you must have had one at least monster week, like a two thirty or something like that. Did you have one with like Big Ben and Antonio Brown? Yeah, we had one. I'm trying. I can't remember what week it was, but yeah, we had one big week. Is around. Uh, I don't think we were on two fifteen, two twenty, or something like that. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I always love seeing that two hundo score yeah, pop you, up. You don't want to weigh that much, but you want yeah. to score that much. You know what always ticks me off? <laughs> it, what always ticks me off, and in, in, and this happened with my team in uh, Kentucky, Packerbreath. It happened this week with. Uh, don't, don't tell people our team name. Say why? Falky has a team name called Packerbreath. That was not. It was. I did not name it. It was named by the consortium. We walk. I'll tell you the story. We walked in on Balky with the, this the, is the, in a hotel room. <laughs> why are you? Ridiculous. Um, right, anyway, but, so my whole point is like I hate it because the stats don't update in the standings until the Monday game. Is over. Right. So I put up like a 180, and I'm like, oh, I really want to see where I'm at, you know. And then I didn't have anybody going Monday. And I'm like, all day Monday, I'm like, oh, this is killing me. Yeah. I want to know where I'm at. So, but yeah, the, the 200 <laughs> scores is always uh, so great when you when you get to see, to see that in the live scoring. Uh, Adam, you uh, in this draft, you take three receivers. Uh, in the first 10 rounds. Now, granted, they were studly receivers, uh, and you took them yeah. very early. But how much of a gamble did you think it was at the time you're doing the draft that you're, you know, you're coming up on round 10, you don't take a receiver, and now you're halfway through the draft with three wideouts? How much of a gamble did you think that was? You know what? I mean, I think he kind of already started uh, started an answer to that one. I mean, uh, we, we thought we were pretty well off. You know, when we take a look at uh, when we took them and what, and, and what we got um, – you know, with the three stud receivers that we thought at the time, and uh, we, we basically had them in the first six rounds, right? I'm interrupting. Go ahead. Antonio Brown. We had Brown, which we figured, you know, best guy out there, right? Uh, oh. We had uh, Watkins and Fitz, Fitzgerald, right. right? And then we also took uh, Greg Olson. So we had basically, you know, three receivers, one tight end, and the first six picks out of the first six rounds. And we basically fill, we figured we had to fill out our uh, running back depth from there. So that's kind of how our you know top 10 uh, our first 10 rounds went we wanted to get uh, we actually solidified the the quarterback that we wanted so we got uh, Roethlisberger in there that was huge for us that we wanted um, but yeah we didn't think it was much of a gamble when we took a look at the uh, the receivers that we ended up with we were ecstatic I mean and we, we figured that we took them early and we just tried to kind of fill out the the depth of our roster yeah, Fitz has been crushing it. The running backs, I mean, just to name a few, Lamar Miller, Doug Martin, Devontae Freeman, all on Adams' yeah. team as well. So that, that's been massive, obviously. And I think that yeah, they're – Devontae Freeman has been the really the big, the he's big sort of, huge value. You know, honestly, like it's a so different – He's been a stallion. Yeah, yeah, he really sure. has. And it's, and it's a different way it happened this year. But honestly, if the season stops right now, people say, oh, who is the Odell Beckham of 2015? Devontae Freeman, right now, no yeah. question. You I mean, know, you look at family, oh, he's, he's like, like 9,200, 9,100 right now. He's, about, he's like the highest or second highest price running back this week. And he's still in my lineup. Little spoiler alert or something. <laughs> no, whatever, man. It's going to happen. The week of Devontae. Uh, again, it's going to happen this week. So, Adam, you took uh, Doug Martin at the 407. Some of the running backs that went after yeah. him, including Chris Ivory, who's done well, Amir Abdullah, who's been god-awful, C.J. Spiller, Andre Ellington, Jonathan Stewart. <laughs> Stewart's been okay, but, of course, you know Cam steals every touchdown. 
So yep. why did you know you obviously you took Martin ahead of those guys? Why did you feel uh, Martin was the best choice there? So you know, tell us why you were proven correct. Um, you know what we. Uh, but between the between the two of us, we actually love the pick. Um, you know, there's a couple of reasons for it. We basically, when we took a look at the, I mean, as, as you see by our draft kind of table, I mean, there is, I think there was something like 11 running backs taken before we took uh, our first running back, Miller. And uh, so a pile of the guys that we were looking at or wanted originally, I mean, there was just such a huge run on them early on. So when we took Martin, we basically looked at him and thought, you know what? I mean, with the guys that, uh, like you mentioned, behind Ivory, Abdullah, Spiller, Ellington, Stewart, we actually just thought that, I mean, as far as a, a three-down all-around back, he was the best guy that was left and available. Um, you know, Abdullah, man, you know what Detroit's been all year, right? So he, we didn't know that from the get-go. We didn't know how that was going to pan out. Spiller's, uh, you know, he's a papier-mâché kind of guy, right? Um, Ellington we kind of like. You know, and I mean, you, you pegged it there with Stewart. I mean, Cam Newton steals everything at the goal line. So, I mean, we just figured with, uh, you know, with Martin, he gets the pill at the goal line. You know, he's, uh, he's a great receiver. And we figure, you know what, if we can get a glimpse of what he did in his rookie campaign, then, you know what, we get him a good value, we thought, at that time. And, um, you know, Bob's your uncle from there. You know, the other thing with uh, with Doug Martin, too, is uh, what's kind of underrated is, is they really addressed that offensive line, uh, Tampa did, in, in the draft this yeah. past season. And uh, I, I don't think a lot of people are talking about that. I, I picked Doug Martin up in the Kentucky Auction League, and I think that was the only league I ended up getting him in. And, frankly, it doesn't matter because that team is just yeah. a train wreck. That was an excellent <laughs> excellent auction pick. Yeah, we, we're both in this league competing with each other. We have, like, the two worst teams in the league, That's I think. terrible. That's absolutely terrible. But, which my, is, my and you guys have, and you guys have your own show? What the hell? <laughs> yeah, I know, exactly. Well, the thing is... The, we're the, winning the other leagues. Yeah, that's the... Yeah, that's the, if <laughs> oh, okay, like okay. 20, we're in, like, 20 <laughs> leagues, and all the draft ones, we're doing very well, have a good shot of making the playoffs, and almost all of them, except for, like, one or two. But the auction one... Well, Adam, have you ever yeah. done an auction, Adam? Uh, actually, I got uh, one of our uh, one of my friend uh, pools. I guess back home, we uh, we've got one. There's uh, there's ten guys. It's a dynasty auction league. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's it's great fun. I mean, it's uh, track record for this year is not so good. But uh, you know what? It's uh, we have a lot of fun. It's actually it's it's a pretty solid pool though. It's uh, there's a couple unique kind of twists to it where uh, you only get to play a guy you know three weeks in a row. So you got to really like kind of look at your. Uh, your schedule mm. grid, see who who's playing and uh, where you're going to start your players, right? Yeah. So, and you have a partner in this league, is that right? What's his name? Yeah, I got buddy uh, Big Al. He uh, we've been in it the last three years. Yep. Well, so in my auction, I have a buddy named Leroy, and he's kind of big too. So let's call him Big Leroy. Now imagine your buddy you Big go. Al was in your auction league, and he screwed up the budget for you, and then you were overbidding on all oh. these guys, and all of a sudden you realize you have no money left. Would you blame yourself, or would you blame Big Al for that? We kind of go back and forth on this one, so don't bring up the Hasselbeck thing already. We are, we already had a discussion, and I was like, he goes, can you just put it in for 101? I'm like, I don't want to put it in for that high. I'd rather, you know. You guys, and you guys, <laughs> so don't, don't, hey, don't question me on the Hasselbeck one, all right? All right well, <laughs> That's all him. Fair enough. I, I won't. We, we, we kind of go one. back and forth on it, you know, so it's like <laughs> I, it's kind of a give-and-take relationship to a degree. So, how, so we haven't talked about tight ends at all yet in this uh, interview. How do you treat tight ends and drafts in the FPC, FFPC scoring system? Uh, you know what? we um, I think over the last, uh, last little while, we basically what we want to do is we want to secure a top five tight end. Um, you know, with the exception of Gronk, we think that there's, you know, another four or five that are pretty darn close to each other. Um, and then after that, it's just kind of a crapshoot, right? So we just figure if we can get one of the top five tight ends, which we, 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 got, we got the tight end that we wanted this year. We got Olsen. Um, obviously, if Gronk was there, then uh, we, would have, uh, we would have liked to secure him. But you know what? We were happy with Olsen. He's, uh, he's taken off for us. And uh, we figure if we can kind of fill out the depth after that, you know, if we can pick up one, depending on how the draft goes, right? I mean, if, uh, if there's a huge run on him, you're kind of stuck. We don't want to take him too, too early because if we secure a top five, we're pretty happy as it is, right? Adam Hudson. Um, so we, I think our, we took Gilmore. We took what? Gilmore late, 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 right? 60, that was the second tight end on your roster. Olsen uh, real early, and then obviously Crockett Gilmore is the second tight end late. But, you know, I, I, I find myself subscribing to that theory, not necessarily just in like an FFPC tight end premium format, Dave. I, I kind of like getting a, number, a top five tight end like – Always, you know, well, and who does? Yeah. and hint, well, no, because you have to make the sacrifice to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think in previous years, I ha- I hadn't 
really made that sacrifice and I end up, you know, oh, I'll just get this guy in the eighth, this guy in the tenth, this guy in the eleventh. That's where I get my top five right and, and, like and, and sometimes it works, right? <laughs> Once but, in a while you do. Yeah, but no. you got to know when to play those guys too. Now, in, in Kentucky this year, I made sure I got I, – I had like Greg Olson, Martellus Bennett uh, on almost all my teams except for I have like one Witten team. But then like I got Gates. Like remember no, everybody's hating on Gates at the start of the season because he had that four-game suspension. Oh, yeah. So he yeah. was slipping. And then now, like, people who drafted him, especially in the FFPC, they've been reaping the benefits of him not even really being that spectacular, but just accruing all these targets and catches. He's making, like, a fine flex in in the FFPC. So I think that that's something. And I don't know why I totally got excited about uh, talking about tight ends there. But, but yeah, it was just uh, (laughs) – I am a a Gates guy. Passionate. Uh, Adam Hudson. Huh? <laughs> yeah, very passionate. I'm very passionate Antonio Gates guy. Adam Hudson. Do you have the, Gates on the, uh, the Pecker Breath team? Um, no, he is on All About Balky. <laughs> him and him and Bennett are on All About. But Pecker <laughs> Pecker Breath is Olson. I just want I just want to say the name again. Great. <laughs> so glad. The third place team in the in the Football Guys Players Championship. Adam Hudson is joining the show tonight. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the Cowboys, uh, Adam. Given that uh, it's going to be a big weekend for them. Tony Romo is uh, going to be playing. Des Bryant still limited in practice with leg, ankle, uh, foot issues. What are the chances that you think that they go to Miami and they start clicking right away and uh, they both have uh, big week 11 performances? Uh, you know what? I mean, I think with uh, with Romo coming back, he brings that kind of silent confidence into the dressing room. You know, it's uh, it's I mean everybody's waiting for him to come back, right? So I think, uh, you know, once he gets back into the dressing room, I think everybody kind of steps up. And I think that, uh, you know, obviously Dez is Dez. And, um, I mean, I think their connection will probably find itself right away. Um, I think Romo's going to have a really solid game, I think, because he has the ability to, you know, basically extend the play, use all of his weapons. I'm kind of hoping one of them is DMC, um, personally. But, um um, I think from, uh, you know, from Dez, I think I think he'll have a good week. I just don't know if he's going to have a, you know, blow it out of the water type of week, you know. But I think uh, I think Romo's going to have a pretty solid week on his return. What do you think, Falky? I Well, I mean, you're asking a guy who owns Romo and Dez in a league he desperately needs a win in. So clearly so I'm you're not saying... even, I, I can't <laughs> rationally talk about it. I, I just, I can't. So, I, yeah, but I mean, I know Miami's defense has been pretty ballyhooed this season as being pretty good, but they lost Cameron Wake. Sue really hasn't uh, had the effect that they were hoping for, so I don't know. I mean, I kind of, I kind of like Romo and Dez uh, coming out and, and having not not a spectacular game, but if you know Romo throws for two seventy and and two or three touchdowns, I wouldn't be surprised. And and if Dez goes over a hundred, I, I I think that that's you know a, a kind of what my expectations are. You know, I've you know what Dez, can't, Dez can't get any worse, right? With Romo in there, so yeah. <laughs> I read something on Roto Grinders actually about the. I just found this interesting. It was about the pace of the Cowboys offense. Okay. I think they said they were the, the slowest pace in the NFL by like about two seconds. Well, do you want to know why? I mean, they, they, how long does it take I mean, Brandon the, Whedon to jog 10 yards to the next first down? I mean, you can't. So Romo's going to speed up. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, Romo is still fleet of foot. You know, Brandon Whedon is just, right. my God. It, molasses. It, 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 exactly. Totally molasses. Let's talk about yeah. another. Backup quarterback that's starting. Uh, Brock Osweiler, you don't own any of the Broncos' skill position players in our particular league, but I mean, you may own them in some other leagues. Uh, so, what do you think about Darius <laughs> Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, the great traded Vernon Davis, <laughs> and the various running backs performing in Chicago this weekend? Uh, it's actually funny you mentioned my other leagues. I just picked up uh, Brock in, uh, in, in that uh, auction league. So, <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Is, he, is he starting him this week? <clears throat> I have to start him just because of the way everything works out. I actually had to drop Manning, believe it or not. Well, that's, that's probably the good move, right? Hey, listen, the Broncos yeah. might be doing the same thing next week. <laughs> yeah. You know what? All I'm doing is it's a dynasty league, so I'm kind of hoping that uh, Brock does something special and I actually get to keep him for next year for uh, for eight bucks. Anyways. Sorry to interrupt you. What if they did an instant retirement of Manning's jersey? Like, hey, you know what? You're not going to play anymore this year. Yeah. Instant retirement. Yeah. Week 14. Oh. Uh, and, Hall and of Fame bust. Before and before the Colts hey. can do it. Yeah, we, I'll be I'll be we, a happy camper. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. You were saying though. Sorry. 
Yeah, go Brock, go. Uh, no, you know what? I think um, I think this week, uh, you know, I think they're going to probably yeah, they'll probably try and establish the run, is what I'm thinking. And you know, I just don't know how well that's going to go. So I think Brock's going to have to open it up. And you know what? Who else? Who who better to do it to than uh, Demarius? And uh, I'm kind of interested actually. I mean, with uh, see what Davis does. I mean, they keep on saying that he's going to be uh, more involved in the uh, the overall uh, offensive scheme, but. Uh, I don't know. I mean, typically, I mean, he's probably going to be looking at his tight ends and his running backs, uh, you know, for safety or a little bit of a security. And uh, you know what? It's going to be interesting. I just don't know if the running game's going to get going, but I think uh, Brock's going to have to uh, try and open it up in uh, in Chicago there. And uh, hey, I'm hoping from a personal st- uh, standpoint that he's going to do uh, pretty solid from. Yeah, I mean, you really. I, I was talking about how I, I didn't think that Osweiler was was coming into a very good situation for him, given. The state of Chicago. Given the state of the team around him, but the fact that he gets the Bears defense, I think, oh, yeah. makes up for that. So I mean Sanders is still yeah. really good. He's gonna be fine. Sanders will be fine. Well, I mean he's not he's not healthy right now, but if if he's able to play through it. Did he practice? If he's practice? able to play through it, yeah. I don't even know. I should have checked. Can you check? Well, I can check. You check. I got a couple of emails uh, from listeners that I want to read to Adam here. Uh, Adam, uh, first email we have for you is uh, John in Los Angeles, California. Dear Adam, I have a tough start or sit this week. Um, I guess he's... Okay, it's not start or sit. It's I need to start one of these guys. <laughs> I have a tough <laughs> SOS this week. Who would you rather play in the FFPC, TJ Yeldon at the Jets or Heath Miller at home against the Raiders? Thank you, John in Los Angeles, California. Thanks for the email, John. So FFPC scoring here, Adam. Uh, Yeldon? Uh, Yeldon. Or not Yeldon. Who's, Yeldon played. Yeah, Yeldon already played. Who's the running back yeah, that's yeah. playing the, the, the Jets this week? Rob, no, seriously. Who are the who are uh, I know you know what is it, uh, up here? Blue, Let's look at Alfred Blue. Is it Alfred Blue or what? It, is it Houston? Yeah, Alfred yeah. Blue. Okay. Rob, Alfred. go in the corner. <laughs> go over there in the corner. No cigarettes for two hours. That's not, that's not Rob's fault. It's his email's fault. Um, Rob's supposed to get chimney, so no cigarettes. So I, I'm assuming it's Heath Miller then for you, right? Given the Raiders' penchant for giving up tight ends uh, or touchdowns to tight ends. You know what? I mean, it's uh, jeez, that's uh, you know what? I don't know. That's uh, you know what? I mean, you kind of you, you kind of hit it. I mean, they're uh, they're they're punching for giving up the, you know, touchdowns to tight ends and stuff. But uh, and and Blue really hasn't done much in the lineup, right? I mean, it's uh, he's he's kind of sat there. They haven't done much, and then uh, they got the uh, uh, what's his name's coming in as quarterback this week, right? Oh, for um, um, for Yates, Houston, TJ Yates. Yeah, TJ Yates yeah, and Grimes is getting carried. For God's sake, oh, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, you know, Hoy, Hoyer's out, and you got Yates coming in. I mean, who knows how that's going to go? Um, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd have to lean on. We're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I'd have. What's that? Like in the Jets' defense, more and more now that we're well, even about not this. even in daily, but like in anyway, life. <laughs> yeah, just in life, fire them yeah. up this week. Yeah, no, I you think have, I, I got to lean the uh, the Heath Miller way on that one. When yeah. in doubt, go with Heath. Do you have the Do you have the Emmanuel Sanders practice report here, Dave? Yeah, he practiced Thursday and Friday. He's questionable with a finger injury. I mean, I know that they catch the ball. Oh yeah, finger, but it's not a it's not a hamstring. Right. He, he might have an extra drop or two. I mean, imagine Mike Evans on a good day. That's that's what Emmanuel Sanders could be on his worst day. Can you check? Go go back and look. Was that the issue that he had the last for last week too? Because he was. He he didn't really practice much. I don't think he practiced at all last week. And then he played. And then he I don't even know if he got targeted, but I know he put up a zero. But I didn't think that that was. I thought it was something more serious than a finger. For God's sake, he got nine other ones. Okay, he had four targets against the Chiefs last week. Now keep in mind the way that that game flow was and mm-hmm. who was throwing the ball around. Who threw for forty yards? Captain McFlutter. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like you know, it just didn't work out for him. So right. I think you just got to throw that out. Okay. All right. And fair also, enough. It's a Ooh, yeah, what was ankle. It was an ankle injury going into week. Oh, okay. So okay. apparently that's good now. Oh, there you go. Um, it was Adam. Uh, <laughs> one more. Did you more say Heath Miller though? What was it? What was this? It was it. His tight end was Heath Miller though. No, for what? Is that who? What was his no. name? Heath Miller or who? Yeah, for, in the email. Yeah, Blue or Miller for a flex. We're, we're back to talking about Emmanuel Sanders. <laughs> right, right, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was, but I was still looking. like, Heath Miller, though, what? <laughs> um, Town we of have, Fly? Uh, we, <laughs> we, <laughs> yeah, Heath Miller. Yeah. Rob. What? Like, what? What's oh, yeah, that email that, say? That is, that is, 
Okay. I would start Alfred Blue over Heath Miller. Clearly, clearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I, I think, I, I think you got to go Blue. I'm like Heath Miller. I'm like, what? They're on a buy. The <laughs> if you're talking about the Raiders defense, would be Ebron. Didn't Heath Miller play the Raiders like? Oh, Ebron. Yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. There you go. Let's just let's move on to the next question. That one. Throw that in the garbage bin. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna proof yeah. this email before I read it. Dave, who do the Bills play this? Jesus. Week? <laughs> who do, who do the? They're at the Patriots okay. on Monday night. They're, okay. Okay. You know Tom who, Brady. Who do, who do the Bengals play this week? They're at Arizona. Arizona okay. Sunday night. I can read this email. Right. Then. This is Chuck in San Antonio, can, Texas. He writes, "Hello, you're the worst, Rob. Hello, Adam. <laughs> he writes, "Hello, Adam. <laughs> I've been wrestling with this all week, so I figured I'd ask a guy who is much smarter than me." Andy Dalton at the Cardinals or Tyrod Taylor at New England. Remember, Taylor had that big uh, – thanks for the email, Chuck. Tyrod Taylor had that big uh, game against the Patriots, I want to say like week two or week three of the season. Uh, and then, mm-hmm. of course, Dalton on fire uh, this season up until last week when he struggled uh, a little bit. But he does get the uh, the uh, Cardinals this week in Arizona. What are your feelings there, uh, Adam? Who would you start between those two quarterbacks? You know what? I think I'd be uh, I'd be on Tyrod again. Um, I just think with uh, I think you know last week has nothing to do with uh, with Dalton. I think him going into Arizona. Arizona is always pretty solid at home. I said they got. I mean they've got a they've got a great secondary. Um, and man, I just I just don't like that matchup for Dalton this week. I just think that. Uh, um, <clears throat> Uh, Tyrod's just, uh, you know, with what he's done, with, with what he's done all year, I think he's just been pretty solid all year when he's been in the, when he's been in the the game. He's just been, uh, he, he's been there. He, he can extend the play. He's he, he's making runs. He's uh, he's making the critical passes. Um, I, I like him at the end of the day. I mean, I just think Dalton. There's, uh, I mean, we saw what he did with a little bit of pressure from Houston last week. Didn't accomplish too much. I've got him in my auction pool, so I know. Um, anyways, uh, but I just think that uh, Arizona at home with the, the secondary they have, I think they're going to take out uh, AJ Green as well, and uh, he's going to be in a uh, tough game ahead of him. Did you see that image, Dave? On uh, whenever the Cardinals were playing on on prime time, I think it was that Cardinal Seahawks game. They showed Patrick Peterson what he looked like um, last year and then what he looked like this year because he lost like fifteen. Yeah, that was yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, just a real like like a much thinner face, like a trimmed physique. Yeah, I don't I mean, know. I mean, that no, that's that's it. It is yeah. actually. Yeah. All right, anyway, it must be on isogenics, right multi-level marketing yeah. plans. Yeah, I, new breaking news out of the NFL tomorrow: Patrick Peterson suspended four games. <laughs> yeah, he's already been PDs, right? <laughs> he's been quote unquote randomly tested three times this year. Already. He's still taking ephedrine. No one else. <laughs> right. right. So uh, Adam, we need a uh, we need a sleeper starter out of you as our one of our my favorite and final kind of questions. A sleeper starter for week eleven and a stud that you might bench this weekend as well. Um, well, Amendola count as a sleeper? I would say so. <laughs> I, we can we can. I mean, we can it, that it, you know what? If that classifies as a sleeper, I kind of like him to fill in the uh, kind of target hog role that uh, Adelman had, and uh, I think he's going to fill that spot well. I mean, with uh, with the limited time that we've seen out of him, he's uh, he's had that role before, and uh, I think he'll uh, he'll secure it again. Well, Amendola's out. I also like, I like Aaron Sproles too, actually. Too, so, but oh, it's interesting because we have an email uh, coming up later on in the show about Sproles uh, and whether he can be started this week. Um, but you like Sproles this week too, Adam. Well, if I'm looking at sleep from a sleeper perspective, I like Sproles. I think uh, you know you got Matthews is going to be gone, and uh, I think uh, Sproles has been itching to get back into the game a lot more. He's been begging, begging and pleading. So uh, I'm thinking he's got an opportunity now. He's going to make the best of it. Do you have a highly drafted stud that you would consider benching this week? Um, I would say, and I don't know if this is coming from a uh, a selfish point of view or not, but uh, I'd say DeAndre Hopkins. I think. Yeah. Uh, I think. Uh, I think with uh, you know the kind of injury uh, issues through the course of the week, I really don't know exactly where he's at. They're saying he's going to be playing, obviously, but. I mean, if he's not going to be at 100%, he's got to go visit, you know, Revis Island, and I don't know. And you've got and you've got your backup quarterback. You don't even have Hoyer in there, and uh, who knows how that's going to go. That so is true. I think that'd be the that's the guy I'd be pegging as uh, as a sleeper or a uh, a starter. I'd be sitting potential start. Okay, so I like it. Uh, that makes a lot of sense yeah. with Hopkins. I like the the Amendola and Sproles calls as well, Adam. Uh, I uh, want to thank you 
for uh, coming on the show tonight and uh, talking about uh, your team and and sort of uh, your views on some of the uh, you know hot topics around the NFL and fantasy football right now. I want to wish you best of luck. Uh, this weekend and uh, the rest of the way. This is the uh, final week of the regular season of the Football Guys Players Championship, but I have a sneaking suspicion we're going to see you in the championship round. So I'll, I wish you best of luck there, and uh, thanks for doing the show, man. I really appreciate oh, it. Let me, let me just pop in one thing. Yep. Balky wants yeah. to say that out of all the people we've interviewed this year, he's rooting for you the most. No, oh, totally. Oh, I- yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I say that every, listen, every uh, week. And I say it every week, but this... <laughs> This, I mean, this week, I mean really it. mean it. Oh, you know, a, a friend, uh, a Canadian friend, not far from us. We're in Wisconsin. Says, we we get it. Well, we're basically Canadian. Our weather's are our weather's terrible. That's why you're going to Vegas. I'm, I'm envious. Yeah, oh. yeah. So I listen. Yeah, man, lo- uh, looking forward to that. Actually, it wasn't too far. I was in Minnesota a couple of weeks ago. So I mean, okay. I was getting close yeah. to you guys. Yeah. Well, same thing. Um, yeah, our health care is universal now too, except right. ours costs a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally true. <laughs> yeah, it um, does. Uh, Adam, uh, th- this was uh, this was a lot of fun, though. Uh, you know, all kidding aside, best of luck uh, the rest of the way. This was uh, this was fun, and uh, hopefully, we'll talk again soon. Hey, boys, thanks uh, thanks again for having me. It was a great time, and uh, hopefully, see you in Vegas then. That yeah, sounds for great. Sure. Look forward to that. He's gonna start selling the wife on that right now. Of course, uh, you gotta you gotta plant the seeds early to yeah. get them to, to, to Germany. Yeah, Adam Hudson, first time he's been a guest on the show. His uh, wife, longtime listener of the show. <laughs> So always, always good to have that uh, sort of to appease the women who listen right. to the show to, to have their husbands She's on. Like, so finally, often. you're on there. Do you want to talk? A, let's just skip. I was going to talk a little bit about Michael Floyd, but we don't need to talk about him. Yeah, let's, let's skip it. Let's talk about my awesome line of phone. All right, I'll tell you what. Uh, so for tonight's um, pick over between one and seven. HSFFH, FFPC, DFS, FCFDLA segment. We're going to give pick your you, pain, Balky. We're going to hold on. Just let me introduce the Sorry. GD segment for Sorry, God's buddy. sake. Um, this is uh, our advice. We're going to give you a, a lineup uh, that we'll be using in the FFPC Daily Championship on FanDuel. Once again, you can go to your My Teams page on myffpc.com or check out the link in the email, and uh, you can play against uh, Dave and I this week. So and compete for a thousand dollars FFPC main event entry next year. Move on to next week's uh, Week 12 uh, final, which I believe was supposed to be 33 teams. But I think Boris Salop, um won four of them, so he can only get three. So I think there's only going to be um, 32 teams in it next week. Well, I'm not really sure if he was able to. I, I don't know. I, I don't even know. I'm not sure how that works. I that's read, what I was right. Though. I read the rules. I'm right, pretty well, sure that's what. That's I'm not what sure works. what FanDuel's whole rules are, but all I know is that they're obeying them. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Very true. Uh, they're a very cla- out of law. out of all the daily fantasy sites out there. They're the uh, they're the classiest. Yeah, they they. Uh, if there's another one that's a similar size, I would never play that one by comparison. I would. I don't know what that would be, but right. Yeah, I would say they are the. Um, um, I'm trying to like. They would be the smoky uh, of daily, whereas maybe another one would be the bandit. <laughs> that's what I would say. Yeah, I do know guys at FanDuel are real real good good people actually. They're awesome. Um, so do you want to go first? Do I have to pick a number? Yeah, pick a number. One, one through seven. All right, let's go with four. All right. Four! <laughs> one, two, three. Oh, I don't like that one. Okay. No, I'll say I'll Six! Say. <laughs> no, just do four. All right. So are you ready? Yeah, go ahead. All right, so this is my uh, this is my Patriot stack. So I'm going to go with uh, Tom Brady, at quarterback, for 9,200. Okay. Against, now, how, how can I spend that much money? Can you tell me who they're against, too? That's they're at Buffalo. home against Buffalo okay. on Monday night. Perfect. Uh, DeMarco Murray at home against Tampa Bay. They're a terrible rush defense. He's uh, 7,600. Uh, Maybe leaning on him more with Mark Sanchez at quarterback? Yep. The best and only NFL player that was ever interviewed on this show. Shark Hendrick West, $7,100 against uh, San Diego. That's going to be a pop. The the problem with this lineup is it's going to be popular. That's okay. I'll live with it. Oh, how the mighty have fallen, huh? Shark Hendrick West. Flying high, living, living, living <laughs> yeah. high on the hog, being yeah. a guest on this show, and now he's and here. We are now, now, no, no, now he's fallen to the starting running back for the Chiefs. <laughs> Just things are so great for him. It'll get better, Shark Andrick. So uh, my most expensive wide receiver is uh, Sammy Watkins at six thousand six hundred. He's also playing on Monday night, so I'm going cheapy, cheapy yeah. at uh, at that position. Uh, also, in Stevie Johnson, actually, he's mm-hmm. like like the last man standing over in San Diego in a game where they're at home, five thousand six hundred. 
Uh, as part of the second part of my Patriot stack, we're going Danny Amendola for 6,100. He will also be quite popular. But I'm on, on top of that, I'm going with Rob Gronkowski, which sometimes people would say, hey, you're stacking three guys you know, on the same team. I think if Brady can throw for four touchdowns, maybe five touchdowns, and throw them to these guys, this team has a definite shot. Gronkowski, 8,400. So I spend up on quarterback and tight end, which worked disastrously in the auction format in Kentucky. <laughs> you ain't kidding. Uh, and Dan Bailey at kicker. He's cheap, 4,600. And the New York Jets at the Houston uh, Texans. And he's and they're uh, 4,700. You have TJ Yates and a disastrous run game. Okay, so just rifle through them real quick. The You don't have to name the prices, but just the, uh, sure. the team. Brady, Murray, West, Watkins, Stevie Johnson, Amendola, Gronk, Bailey and the Jets. Did you find in because you have seven lineups there? Did you find yourself going with a, a lot of similar players? I'm, I'm seeing Sharkandrick. Sharkandrick Char- West is like pretty much on all of them. There. No, I have him on five of the seven. I have Langford on a couple of teams actually because uh, I feel like he's going to be a little bit underowned. He's still cheap, and Denver's run defense is not that not that great. And Jeffrey's kind of dinged up. So if Chicago has any shot to keep it keep it close, and Langford is you know, he's a big play guy. Um, he he could actually have a kind of a sneaky game. It could actually work out right for him. Okay, well let's get to my lineup here. Thank you for uh, filling that time while I finished up my my thing here. Okay, not not the lineup. I was just making it flow better for the listeners uh, for who the teams are, for who the guys play. Uh, we have one similar player, so not. I mean, oh, great, it's, yeah, it's going to be pretty crazy difference this week. Uh, I have as my quarterback for eighty six hundred dollars, Mr. Cam Newton, who is at home against the dreadful Washington football team, which. The way Kirk Cousins is slinging it, maybe it turns into a shootout. Who knows? You never know. Uh, Devontae Freeman, obviously, as I mentioned earlier, 9,100 uh, at home against the Colts. So I'm I'm hoping that this is – you know, I feel like I've been making the decision between Freeman and Julio every week, and I've always picked Freeman, and it's always been wrong. I'm going down with that ship. So it's going to be Freeman again. Darren McFadden. Uh, did uh, did all right for me last I have, week. I have McFadden in a lot of the other lineups. Okay. I like McFadden a lot. 6,800 and at the Dolphins, so I'm playing him as my second running back. Uh, my most expensive receiver is Larry Fitzgerald at home in a, a big uh, primetime matchup against the Cincinnati football Bengals. Uh, then I have Michael Crabtree at the Detroit Lions uh, for 6,500 and our common player, Steve Johnson, 5,600 at home against the Chiefs. My tight end, who else would it be after I fawned all over him? Reggie. Antonio Gates. What? That I was super passionate no about earlier. No hookup for Cam. No hookup. There's all no right. hookup on this team. My right. hookup's been getting me into trouble. Uh, Antonio <laughs> Gates. Um, by the way, which the one I, I didn't play this lineup in FFPC by accident. I played the, a different one. Remember I said on the show last week I had Cousins and Reed? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't play that one in the FFPC. I played in a bunch of 50-50s and ended up crushing it, So, which stunk. Uh, Antonio Gates is my tight end, 5,900 at home against the Chiefs. Uh, Chandler Catanzaro uh, at home against the Cincinnati Bengals for 4,700, another primetime player. And, of course, who would be the best defense this week? The Hawks. Give me the one that's at home facing Blaine Gabbert. Seattle Seahawks, 5,400. That's a great pick. Cam Newton, Devontae Freeman, Darren McFadden, Larry Fitzgerald, Steve Johnson, Michael Crabtree, Antonio Gates, Chandler Catanzaro, Seattle Seahawks, Zero dollars left over, zero chance of winning anything. <laughs> Seahawks defense, man, that's uh. They might be my leading score. Fifty-four hundred is like so cheap for them. I have them in like I think four of the seven teams. Uh, three, three of the seven teams. You know the one thing that does bother me about the Seahawks this week, I feel like you know that whole defense is the type of def- like you know the personalities, the Earl Thomas, Chancellor Sherman, all the Michael Bennett, all the. It seems like those guys like. KJ Wright, they get up for like big games, you know, and like I think it's hard for competitors like that to, to get up for the bed. Okay, the really, nighter. we're sleeping in our own beds. We're just going to go through the motions and we're going to beat San Francisco 26 to 14 on Sunday without really trying. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that worries me a little bit. But yeah. whatever, it's a, um, you know, it's a small concern I have and I'm, obviously I'm still playing them. Uh, let's get to emails. Rob, don't play it. Um, first one. As I mentioned earlier to Adam, Josh in Stockton, California. Am I crazy to start Darren Sproles this week? No Matthews means more reps unless you guys are believers in Kenyon Barner. Keep up the sometimes adequate work. Thanks for the email, Josh in Stockton, California. We get a ton of emails from California on this show. I don't know why it is, but there's just a bunch of them. Uh, Apparently, uh, high-stakes players' wives and Californians 
are the two people that always listens to this show. Uh, anyway, Sproles, no, you're not crazy, but I would still try to find another option. Um, you have DeMarco Murray probably going to be carrying a pretty big load. Um, I, I don't think that Sproles does what Matthews did for that team, so I, I don't think that he's just an easy replacement um, for that. That said, if Sanchez ends up checking down, you could get, um, you know, you could get very lucky in having a very good week from Darren Sproles. Uh, he doesn't list who else he has for choices on this team, Dave, but uh, I'm reluctant to put Sproles in unless I really have no other option. Yeah, I would agree with you there. Uh, Brad in Mansfield, Ohio, trying to stay, stay alive in the playoffs. Please help. Richard Matthews versus the Cowboys. This is a two-parter. We'll handle the first part first. Richard Matthews versus the Cowboys or Marvin Jones at Arizona. Which one are you playing? Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm not a, a Matthews guy. I'm not a, I'm not a um, Marvin, Marvin Jones. Jones guy. Sorry. I was just looking at Jordan Matthews on one of my teams. Um, so I actually I like Richard. I would there go that way too. It seems like he's being peppered with targets. Marvin Jones is the type of guy that, like, depending upon how the game goes, just might not get anything. Yeah. Uh, Dalton's always got the chance of having. One. I always get scared about Dalton on the road and against Arizona. I just feel like he have one of those ninety-four yard games for some reason. Do you get your latest issue at ESPN the magazine? Um, I don't. You know, I Nick Manderfield gets magazines to right. our office. Yeah. And premium uh, user. Yeah, premium user, and he never comes in, so I just steal them. <laughs> But I haven't been stealing the yes. I, I haven't. I don't, maybe his subscription ran out. I've been getting the Atlantic and like Car and Driver, Road and Track. But yeah. I haven't been getting ESPN the magazine, so I might have might have run out. So not, to answer your question, no, I've not. Yeah. But Nick, thank you. I have, have been stealing the other ones. Yeah. It's the a, Atlantic's really good. It's like a life size shot of Andy Dalton. Like oh, on the car. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. scary. Yeah. It's Is he, he's the centerfold. It's something. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's the centerfold. His um, eyebrows are messed up too. On top of having like red hair and pale complexion. Yeah. His eyebrows are like his turn they're, all, on, they're all curvy. Her, his turn ons include vanilla scented hair gel. <laughs> turn offs include pass rushing defensive ends. Whatever well, who is first styling is he's probably getting his eyebrows waxed. I mean, get them waxed like normal. Like don't make them like all curvy. Yeah, that's how they do it in Cincinnati. <laughs> I guess it's so. uh chi- it's uh spaghetti chili and curvy eyebrows. <laughs> I guess. Anyway, the second part is uh Martellus Bennett versus the Broncos or Jacob Tammy versus the Colts, thanks to the email Brad. Has Bennett been doing anything? I don't own him any, in any way. I mean, he hasn't been, like, Chan- sucking. Chandler's been doing better. Uh, has he? Hasn't he? Scott Chandler? Yeah. I do not think he's been doing better than Martellus Bennett. Don't check because we're running out of time. All right, well, I would start Tammy. Okay. It seems like they like Tammy over there. Yeah, he's been being peppered with a lot of targets. I, I think I'm going Tammy. All right, well, based on me liking Devontae Freeman and thinking it's going to be a big running game for Atlanta, I am going with uh, the Black Unicorn. Let's try to get through two more. Uh, let's try. Okay, two more. Two more emails. Let's fly through these because I want to get it both. Do you have the right week? Dear, we'll find out. Dear Gail and Pia, are you a Hunger Games guy, Dave? Uh, I saw the first two, but I don't actually care what the names of the characters are. Oh, okay, well, it's like the two guys that Jennifer Lawrence is like deciding between. Kind of. I'm obviously Gail. <laughs> You're obviously Pia. You're obviously uh, something. I I was lucky enough to keep Langford on my roster all season and have been reaping the benefits of him being a top five guy the last two weeks. But if Forte comes back this week or next, what do I do if they're sharing carries? Is it smart to play both of them for the guaranteed production, or is that, like, dumb? May the odds always be in your favor. John in Harris, Harrisonburg, Virginia. I think if you're shooting for the playoffs, I think you don't want to be starting two guys on the same team. I think you start Forte. I don't I don't see how they all this, even if Langford continues to do well, I don't see Forte becoming second fiddle to Langford. Now, there is something to be said for Forte not probably not being on that team next year and Langford being a big part of what they're doing. Which is why they would run Forte into the ground and then let him go. All right, that's one way to look at it. Uh, fly through this email, Dave. you got to go quick. Hey, guys, since you skipped over my email last week because you felt it was unfair to the Black Unicorn, I'm hoping you read mine on Friday. I own Marshawn Lynch in one of my Dynasty Leagues, but don't own Thomas Rawls. If you guys think this is Beast Mode's last season in Seattle, what kind of offer should I be making for Rawls? Right now, my next two running backs after Lynch are Jeremy Hill and Theo Riddick, so I need help. Phil the Grumbler in Norcross, Georgia. Future second. That's it. Really? Wouldn't go any higher? Hell no. Don't send it. Future first is ridiculous. Do not send a future first. Uh, percentage chance Thomas Rawls is a starting uh, running back in Seattle next year. 37. See, I would give him up more than that. I would try to get a first rounder. I would, I would give up a late Do not give up a first. They could draft a pedigree back next year. In yeah, the all right. 30%. You're probably right. 
Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, could be back. No, no, no you're, you're totally right. Maybe Kristen Michael's back. Uh, that's... <laughs> hey, everybody, thanks for listening to the show. Bucky, what the hell I can't, I can't. This has been another episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com that was broadcast live and heard around the world. Eric and Dave will be back next week with more analysis, interviews, and advice from a guest much smarter than they are. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you again next week. You know, Thanks to Adam Hudson. Thanks to Zephyr Hats, Gatorade, FedEx, the FFPC, Rob Bryce. Most of all, all of our listeners will be back next week with the show on Friday, as you heard at the top of the show. Happy Thanksgiving. Be safe. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your football on Thursday. Get those lineups in early. Remember to play the final week of the FFPC Daily Championship. And enjoy week 11. Your weekend officially starts now.